It's Friday, January 31st. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. We've got a very great future coming up. We don't have to accept this, not for a minute. The United Kingdom is saying goodbye to the European Union. For some more than others, parting is sweet sorrow. Then, the big debate du jour at the Senate impeachment trial is over whether or not to bring in more witnesses. At this point, it seems like that's not going to happen, but some Democrats are hoping to keep the fight alive. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. The song you're hearing there is Auld Lang Syne, the Scottish tune sung to mark endings and new beginnings. A fitting song as the UK finally leaves the European Union tonight. The people singing there were members of the EU Parliament in Brussels, many of whom were kind of torn up over their British colleagues leaving. For years, British politicians held about 10% of the seats in that parliament. Here was Molly Scott Cato of the UK's Green Party, struggling to say goodbye. I hold in my heart the knowledge that one day I will be back in this chamber celebrating our return to the heart of Europe. Thank you. But like all things Brexit, opinions are divided. Because some other British members of the EU Parliament, like Nigel Farage, are kind of treating this like the last day of high school. Earlier this week, Farage and his pals stood up, started cheering, and waved their union jacks. Which is very much against the rules. It was a noisy scene, and after being told to be quiet or leave, Farage kind of said, yeah, we were planning on it. Please ask for quiet. Back in the UK, people are just as divided over what the Brexit future holds. Here's what's in store. At the stroke of midnight in Brussels, where the EU is headquartered, Britain will Brexit and enter what's called a transition period. In terms of what's physically changing, the EU flag will be removed from the UK embassy in Brussels, and those British politicians in the EU parliament will lose their seats. But the transition will last through the end of the year, and in the meantime, the UK still needs to play by EU rules, follow EU laws and the rulings of EU courts, and pay into the EU budget. Matt Chorley, a columnist for the British newspaper The Times, explained it like this. Essentially, we leave the club, but it's like you've paid up your fees anyway. So we're not, we're cancelling the direct debit, but we're still going to be able to enjoy the benefits of it until the end of the year. So not such a big deal, right? You'll get up tomorrow morning and it's going to feel pretty much the same as it does today. But before the transition period ends in late December, there's a lot of complex stuff to work out. Like trade deals. Until now, the UK has been a part of larger trade deals signed by the EU. That ends after this year. Some think this offers a great chance for Britain to start fresh and choose its own trade adventure. But others warn trade deals are hard work. The UK's recent trade deal with Canada took seven years to finish. And now the UK has just 11 months to make all of the deals with the EU, the US, Australia, etc., etc. It's a lot. And for every deal the UK doesn't finish, there could be customs problems at the borders or painful new tariffs. On top of trade deals, the UK has to write a lot of other rules too. That's something the EU also used to handle, like that former roommate who paid all the utilities. We're talking environmental standards, rules for air travel, fishing, food quality, medicine, electricity, the list goes on. Soon, that will be the UK's job to handle all on its own. And the third big thing that's still gotta be figured out this year involves Britain, finding itself, figuring out who it is as a country independent from the EU after 47 years. 
For people like Nigel Farage waving their British flags, an independent future is legitimately exciting. In a speech tonight, Boris Johnson reportedly plans to announce the dawn of a new era for the UK. For example, off on its own, Britain is likely to make some major and controversial moves on immigration. Many Brexit voters felt frustrated with the growing immigrant population. They overwhelmingly voted to leave the EU, and soon the UK can decide to close its doors to workers from other EU countries and keep Britain British. But not everyone wants to cut off all immigration. If the UK closes its doors to immigrants, it could really start feeling like a political island too, walled off from Europe and the rest of the world. Walls could also go up within the UK. In fact, Scotland is already threatening to downright leave the UK over Brexit, and Northern Ireland might want to do the same. So Britain setting its own course could literally break the country into pieces. But one thing Brexit hasn't done yet is inspire other countries to follow the UK out the EU door. Today, an EU leader, Ursula von der Leyen, actually said the grueling three-and-a-half-year Brexit process only made the rest of Europe stronger. This experience of uh, being together and solving problems together was a valuable one, even if, as I say, we regret the decision of the British people, but we respect it. And now we open another chapter. It's the story of old friends and new beginnings. So we're looking forward to that in unity. So much for a long and sad goodbye. President Trump's Senate impeachment trial is wrapping up, but not before a key issue is decided, whether the senators slash jurors will hear from witnesses. Remember, this has been going on for a while. Back during the House impeachment inquiry, Democrats tried to call some Trump administration officials as witnesses, but they were blocked by the White House. And now Republicans say it's too late to call them to the Senate. The two legal teams, the House Democrats and the president's defense, debated the issue all afternoon. But really, the question of whether or not senators hear from witnesses is going to come down to just a few people, some Republican senators who've been on the fence. We've been keeping our eye on them for a while, and we already know how a few of them feel. Maine Senator Susan Collins and Utah Senator Mitt Romney now say they're voting in favor of hearing from witnesses. It sort of looked like Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski and Tennessee Senator Lamar Alexander might agree with them. But then they said, never mind. I didn't need any more evidence because I thought it was proved that the president did what he was charged with doing, but they didn't rise to the level of an impeachable offense. So I didn't, I didn't need any more evidence to, to make my decision. So that's kind of that. The Senate will probably vote this evening to not hear from witnesses. But even if they somehow manage a 50-50 tie, the Republicans would still be able to block them from showing up. You see, in the case of a tie, the Supreme Court's Chief Justice, John Roberts, could possibly decide to step in. He spent the last two days reading questions that the jurors senators had written down and passed to him, including this one. Are you opposed to having the Chief Justice make the initial determinations regarding the relevance of documents and witnesses, particularly as the Senate could disagree with the Chief Justice's ruling by a majority vote? Yes, that's Roberts himself asking both the defense and House Democrats about his own powers as a judge during this trial. So he's in a tough spot. The defense says Roberts' role is limited in this case. Trump's personal attorney, Jay Sekulow, said the issue would have to be resolved elsewhere, in a federal court. This idea that we can short-circuit the system, which is what they've been doing for three months, is not something we're willing 
uh, to go with. But House Democrats say the Chief Justice does have the power to intervene, even if he's not breaking a tie. Here was House Intelligence Chair Adam Schiff. Why not? Where is it prohibited in the Constitution that in an impeachment trial, upon the agreement of the parties, the Chief Justice cannot resolve issues of the materiality of witnesses? Of course that is permitted by the Constitution. Roberts has pretty much kept his mouth shut during this whole process, and the chance that he's actually going to weigh in here is slim. So without a tie-breaking vote from Roberts, it's likely that the Senate Republicans will get their way. After that vote's done, it'll be time to start deliberating the actual articles of impeachment. Others say this could stretch into next week. We don't know for sure. Regardless, it'll then be time to decide whether or not to convict Trump of abuse of power and or obstruction of Congress. History is happening, and it's happening fast. Before we go today, we've got some things to keep an eye out for at your Super Bowl watch party. Whether you're a fan of the San Francisco 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs, of J-Lo or Shakira, there are a few big firsts you can expect to see this Sunday. This is reportedly the first time that a national audience will see a presidential campaign ad during the Super Bowl. In fact, they'll see two. Donald Trump and Mike Bloomberg each spend an estimated $10 million for some TV time between plays. Another big first in Super Bowl ads? Drag queens. Kim Chi and Ms. Cracker will be featured in a spot for Sabra Hummus. In fact, be on the lookout for a bunch of inclusive ads this year geared toward more women and featuring members of the LGBTQ community. And when the game comes back on, there's another debut. 49ers assistant coach Katie Sowers will not only be the first woman to coach a Super Bowl game, she'll also be the first Super Bowl coach who is openly gay. Seems like inclusivity will be a theme in this year's game both on and off the field. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks so much for listening this week, and don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us online. A lot of news happens over the weekend, so to catch up first thing on Monday, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. You can sign up at theskim.com. <laughs>